You're listening to Bow Down to Us, the games edition. A gaming podcast for people who want honest opinions by freaks with nothing better to do with their time. Here's Roger and his crew. Alright, alright, fine. Okay, so just so that everybody knows now too, this is of course the, uh, holy crap in hell, fourth? Yeah, we're on four. Fourth, no, third. We're on the third episode. Third. Let's, yeah. Okay, we're starting back. So, just it's, so everybody knows. It's at, the top, it's at the top of the wave. Yeah, but see, <laughs> I don't show the top of the wave because I kind of scroll down till I'm at where I'm supposed to be in the show notes. Because then it makes sense. It's a lot easier for me to go through the show notes. Something that you'll be doing shortly. Ha ha. Ha ha. But, uh, so yeah. Anyway, so just so everybody knows, despite the fact that this is only the third Bow Down to Us Games episode, this is actually our 50th for the lore episode, which is, as of now, being called Bow Down to Us, the lore edition. So for those of you who've been wondering what the new site is, it is, of course, Bow Down to Us at bowdowntous.com. You can't get in yet until the first. It is actually password protected, so you can't bounce in. So there's really not much to see right now anyways, so... Just wait the first, and uh, and then we'll be letting everybody in on the the fun at that point. But so because it is our fiftieth episode of for the lore, as faithful listeners have gotten to know, that means every ten episodes we have our drunk tank episode. So even though this is only you know the uh, third episode of games, I actually had to pause. Did you notice? I actually had to pause there. You did. You <laughs> I did. did. I but I got it. Wow. I got it right. So even though it's just the third episode of our games episodes, it's going to be a little bit looser and a lot more fun. That being said, we're going to start off. Well, actually, we got Joe and Vince here. Same as usual. I mean, everybody's used to that by now. Really? Who cares? <laughs> Care. <laughs> Somebody cares. Somebody somewhere loves me. My mom listens. <laughs> Uh, Tart's dad listens sometimes. I think that's the coolest. I so, I definitely agree. He just wants to know whether or not he needs to kill me or not. That's all. Yeah. Oh, you do, brother. <laughs> I've been getting told stories and a couple of pictures. She <laughs> <laughs> can get that shotgun out. <laughs> For people who are watching live in the audience here, I'm actually broadcasting some work that's being done by Ginny and... Um, I commissioned a Pandaren from her, and I want it to be a fierce-looking Pandaren, not the typical beer-swilling Pandaren that you see that's always happy. I wanted something that was just... Rawr, gonna eat your face. Yeah, in your face, and that is what I got. And I wanted a dramatic pose, and she worked on it, and actually, hold on, she said she's done. I'm actually gonna say, amazing! Yeah, because... Laid ever, back and beer swelling. That's not, not that's not us at all. No. no, no. So no, I am very very happy with the work that she did on this. You're going to be seeing that image a lot more, including on t-shirts and hats and shit like that. So you can help support the site for us. But yeah, she did fantastic work. I'm going to be putting links up to her site as well. If you're interested in having your tunes, regardless of what game it is, turned into something as amazing as this, you can contact her. She does beautiful work. So moving on from there, let's actually touch now on some gaming news as well. The biggest news that we've been hearing about, well, I shouldn't say the biggest. There's there's a whole crap load of information we've been getting it's about big. Final Fantasy fourteen right now. And some of the... Lesser known 
mechanics that are going to be in the game that they're starting to explain now that I don't know about you boys, but even though I'm not a power leveler, I was like, what? Are you serious? That can't be right. (laughs) Vince, I'll let you take over here, okay, and explain it. All right. Well, let's start off with the good news. The good news is that the open beta starts tomorrow in North America. That would be Tuesday, the 31st and Wednesday, the first over in Europe. So open beta, go for it. Awesome. And they released a trailer to go along with the open beta. And the trailer is freaking amazing. It has some great CG. I love that music. Uh, When I heard some of the soundtrack several months ago that was easily my favorite song off the listing so it's great to see that in the trailer and i love that throwback 16-bit battle sounds even though uh roger's not a big fan of that but anyway <laughs> trailer is awesome the game looks cool as hell unfortunately it's gonna play like crap <laughs> What? Oh god! Oh, You're obviously again. not watching the stream because <laughs> Ginny just left a fantastic note for us to see here, saying, "P.S. Joe picks his nose." <laughs> Ginny, you just won the night, darling. Just uh, won the night. Man. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, and you derailed Vince, which is just a bonus. That's it. I'm kicking you out of the guild later. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, she wins. Sorry. Vince, you were saying. Oh, screw that. I'm taking it from the top again. Okay, so we saw that they announced. The trailer looks cool. The game looks like it's going to. Shut the fuck up. Drunk tank. I love it. Okay, so, anyways, trailer looks fine. Although. They really, I don't know if it was the translation or if they're trying to be really avant-garde. When you're reading some of the stuff that they're saying in the trailer, you're like, what? That's not English. That, that makes no sense what you're trying to say there. I don't, like, it's fancy words strung together that actually don't make any sense. So, like, the... the it's freaking Final Fantasy. It's not supposed to make sense. Exactly, yeah. So, in that case, then then it, it was fine. But, yeah, no, I, I was a little... It felt like they were trying a little too hard to be oh so mysterious and stuff like that, and that they could have done without that. All right. Well, anyway, let's actually get into the (laughs) gameplay part of things because something about a ninja just didn't make sense. Well, all right, a little bit of history here. At Gamescom last week, they were talking to one of the directors, developers, I forget exactly who it was, but he was talking about the fatigue system that was in place on the closed beta number three, and nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. So the beta testers actually went in and noticed there was some sort of fatigue system going on, and they were trying to figure it out. Well, the best they could come up with was after playing for a certain amount of time, your experience rate started to go down. So the various websites started posting this news and Square came out and just put a big stop on it, said, whoa, 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 whoa. No, you guys are just going off a mistranslation. It's nothing like that. We'll talk about it later. Now, you know, something is messed up when even the Japanese fans are blasting Square. They said, well, something's obviously wrong here because something's going on. You're not telling us anything about it. We're supposed to be beta testing your game. Why aren't you telling us about this feature? So Square finally comes out with the truth. And yeah, it was nothing like what they were saying in the articles that were translated. It was even worse. 
basically what the fatigue and surplus system is. After you've been leveling a class for eight hours to try and keep the game more realistic, because obviously when you're fighting giant squirrels and mutant crabs, you want things to be realistic. Of course. Yeah. After the eight hours, you start to become fatigued and you start to lose your experience gain. For every hour after that eight hours, your experience decreases until you reach a second eight hours and it reaches zero. So after you've been playing for 16 hours, you may you as gain... well stop. Yeah. Now, in all fairness, you can go and level another class or job or disciples, what they call them, which is great. You really want to uh, expand upon your character, not focus on one class. I think it's great that they're promoting that in the game. But unfortunately, in addition to your class levels, you also gain physical levels. You have your character level and you have your job level. And the character level is also subject to the fatigue system. Now, they've said that they're trying to not make the fatigue system as bad for the physical level as it is for the job level. But even still, there is going to be a detrimental effect after you've been playing the game for eight hours. Now, keep in mind, this isn't eight hours concurrently. This is eight hours a week. Mm -hmm. If I want to level my gladiator and I play it for more than eight hours a week, I'm going to start seeing... Uh, diminishing returns on that on that time spent. Now, they have since uh, added an addendum to the announcement saying that when you're doing something other than leveling that particular job, the fatigue level will go down, but they haven't said at what rate. So for all intents and purposes, let's just assume eight hours a week. And this pisses me off. Like I think it's great that they want to encourage, or not encourage, but so much... Uh, support the casual players aren't going to put in as much time. We've seen that system in basically every MMO over the last several years. Rested XP, increased whatever. But you can't do that by harming the people that play more. We play, we pay for this game on the monthly basis. I don't pay by the hour. I don't want to have to play by the hour. If I pay by the month, if I want to play 24-7 for that entire month, that's what I've paid for. Don't rip me off. It's so freaking stupid to me that they're limiting the amount of time that you can effectively play the game. I think, too, if I can quickly chime in and then you can continue your rant. The thing that that kills me with this is that and, and again, like, I mean, I'm I don't have as much gaming time as as I used to have between all the kids and everything else kind of thing. But I still put in a number of hours and, and I play different games, too. So it's not like I'm just stuck on one. However, even that being said, if I decide to play if, you know, I've got a, a Saturday afternoon free, the wife's gone shopping with the kids, whatever, and I play, you can pound out four hours pretty fast. And that's yep. just in one day. You know what I mean? And then you then have to watch your time for the rest of the week, because as soon as you reach out eight, eight hours, then again, there's those diminishing returns. So it really does not take you long to get to that point. I think they're expecting that it's that's a big thing. It's not even close to a big deal. And especially if you're looking at players who want to do a lot more of, you know, whatever kind of end game they're going to have or whatever type of rating they're going to have or whatever. It's not hard to put in quite a few hours. I mean, hell, you can put in an hour just chit-chatting with your guild for Christ's sakes, having accomplished nothing. So it's it's it, it baffles me. 
Well, they have said – sorry to interrupt you there, Joe, just real quick – that the eight hours and the hours beyond that are the times in which you're actively gaining experience. If you're not actively gaining experience, it's not counting against you. Let me put and it to actually, you this way. If I am in WoW, I can be actively – well, not experience anymore because of my tune's 80, but even before that, I can be actively gaining experience just by grinding mobs while I'm chatting to people. And I tend to do that because I'll do something that's completely mindless but that still gives me either cash or resources or experience and but that requires no actual brain power so that I can chit chat with my guild and my friends and things like that. So okay, that's not a, a valid argument for them to use. Again to counter that and by no means am I defending You're defending Final Fantasy. I'm not, what the crap? I'm not defending it. I'm Dude. just getting all the information out there. Let's say they assume you gain 1000 experience per hour at your peak performance. That means that your threshold for gaining fatigue is going to be 8,000 experience. So if it takes you 10 or 12 hours to gain that 8,000 experience, you won't hit the fatigue threshold until you reach 10 or 12 hours. I still think it's stupid, but they have at least considered that not everybody is going to be operating at peak performance. And if you want to bullshit and socialize while you're gaining that experience, you can to no detrimental effect. But the thing that is stupidest about this is when you're fatigued, all the experience that is not going towards your character is going into what they call surplus. All this experience is just banking somewhere. And what are they doing with that surplus? Not a fucking thing. They have no system in place to actually use the surplus. So they have half-assedly implemented this system with absolutely no benefit for playing longer than this threshold they have established. All I have to say, <laughs> all I have to say is I was really wrong. This is nothing like Final Fantasy XI. Very clearly, they don't want you to put any time in this game whatsoever. They don't want you to spend any time enjoying their world or leveling your character or finding a class that you really like that maybe you don't like the other classes or jobs so much that you can actually spend time. And like, you know, let's say you want to be a white mage healer. Well, if I just want to level as a healer, well, I only have eight hours to do that and or when I hit my cap and then I kind of pretty much done for a week. Thank you so much, Square. Thank you for that. Thank you for freeing up my time to go play other games that don't restrict me like that. Thank you very much for making my $16 matter. So I'm just sorry. It's just, it's it's awful. It's you know awful what? because it's, everybody you levels at a different rate. <laughs> you know what I feel that it is, actually? I get the impression that they know that most people aren't going to work on the other classes. They're going to work on the actual battle-worthy classes, and then the other ones will just go by the wayside. And to me, it feels as if they're forcing people that you're going to have to do this because there's, frankly, nothing else to do. So go make some pies and go, you know, gather some some resources and go and do that because, frankly, you're not going to be playing your chosen class now. You're going to be forced into doing the, the wealth of other ones that we just shoved in there. And, and that's what it feels like. It's a way of, it'd be the equivalent of, again, in WoW, making it so that you can't actually level your tune, but you can go and level your professions. Well, no, no, that's not, that's not what I'm paying money for. It's essentially punishing people who don't really feel the alt bug. Like, I mean, I, I have altitis. I make a ton of alts, but 
when I'm working on one class that really gets me, I want to spend time in that class. Look at you and your hunter, you know, how much time have you spent on your, on your hunter, just your hunter and nothing else. You enjoy it. I hear you squee whenever you get something good or new, you know? So, I mean, you take a look at that and compare that to here. It's like, it also pulls away from the game itself because if I'm really getting into my class, if I'm really liking my class, I shouldn't be forced to not play it at the penalty of not advancing because I've been playing for too long. It's just, it's, it's not fair period. And also let's say, for example, that, uh, I don't know, one of you guys, you're my friends, but you don't really like me. I mean, I know you guys are, love what me. What do you mean like? Me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's cause I know you guys would kind of do this cause uh, you know, all of us and most of our faithful listeners, they're all pretty much good players, but let's say I need really i need a lot of help with this quest i need a tank character and roger i know you have your gladiator leveled up pretty far so I say hey Raj, get on your gladiator real quick and come help me out sorry don't response, want to burn my hours exactly i oh man i'm already into my fourth fatigue hour i really want to save up that rested xp can't help you out seriously fuck you roger <laughs> <laughs> But that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> complete, okay. complete with Vince randomly telling Roger, fuck you. But, you know, just saying. Okay. Well, no, and it's true. And it's true. Like, I, I, I get that they're trying to do something different. I, and, and I get that basically everybody right now is in that same boat of feeling that they're going to have to do something different. We had that wealth of MMOs that came out for a little while that everybody liked to use the term wow killer. And there was a whole bunch of people who some dev companies that were trying to be that, even though they knew in the back of their heads, they knew it's not possible, but they were trying. And now you're getting companies that are like, okay, well, obviously we can't. So how about we try this instead? I mean, we just read about that for Neverwinter Nights as well, where they're going to be trying to be a very non-traditional MMO because they can't stand the abuse that they got from their other two MMOs. So I can appreciate that with this, they're thinking, okay, well, what can we do that's going to be different? That's going to encourage people to do, you know, what? and try to steer people into doing what it is that they think is a good time sink. But you can't do that when it's a paying customer. If we're paying our $15 a month, then we should be able to do whatever we want to do during that time and not have to be forced to do only what they think is right. I, I understand it's their game. However, you know what? We, as the populace who's paying for it, should have a say as well in terms of what it is that we want to do. I really, really don't like this system at all. Like there was, there was still a hint, a chance that I was thinking of picking this up. Literally, it was like ugh. I was seeing that video, especially, and I'm going, "Wow!" Like some messed up writing there, but okay, let's just. It, it might be fun. It's supposed to be gorgeous, obviously, and so I was thinking of actually picking it up. And then I read about this, and I thought, "No way! No, no, not going to happen." This reminds me of Frank Lloyd Wright, actually, um, the architect, because whenever he sold a, a, a blueprint and built a home, he would actually go into the people's homes and rearrange the furniture the way he wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He had keys to every single property he ever had, and he would go in and he would rearrange everything in the home the exact way he decided it should be. 
every time he was in that area. So he didn't give people who purchased his stuff a choice. He did it his damn self. Now, Frank Lloyd Wright was a fucking genius, uh, but at the same point, he's a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Square Enix is not Enix no genius. It's not a genius. They're just creepy motherfuckers telling me what to do with my game. I'm in your game, stealing your experiences. <laughs> no, go, go, go make pies. No, go make furniture now. I don't want you to actually have to, you know, complete quests. Go make furniture. Fuck we realize that. there's not enough content to actually get you to play the game for longer than two months. So we're going to space it out as much as we fucking can. <laughs> well, again, it goes back to those damn classes that we're going to have. How many is it? 18 classes? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have 18 classes. You're going to have so many choices. Screw you, buddy. You've got a couple of classes and the rest are all professions. That's all <laughs> it is. You, you, And now you're just saying, okay, well, because of that and because we know nobody's going to play those classes, those professions, well, guess what? You're playing them whether you want to or not. You know, I think I'd rather play Final Fantasy 13 over this and I fucking hate 13. Oh, that's an argument for another fucking day. But- <laughs> I dare anyone to go back to episode 26 or 28 or whatever the hell it was, the Final Fantasy special that we had and the overlying argument that we repeated over and over and over again is this game can be really good if Square doesn't fuck it up. Well, they've done it before release. Yay, new record. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, they just saved me money though i can invest any money this is Thank true Square. They, that they, money is now going towards city of heroes <laughs> and guild wars 2 okay let's talk about guild wars 2 because hey it's time that i get a chance to talk they announced the necromancer officially now we already knew obviously the necromancer was coming and um we had a glimpse of some of their abilities but they actually released the most awesome videos as well. I just love seeing this little Asura warlock just standing there while these guys are rushing <laughs> towards him. And it's like, I ain't moving for shit. You just like, I'm a freaking necromancer. You don't realize it, but you're already dead. And it's the the the, the same kind of warlock mentality of Dotum and Firum. So you just wait for them and they'll come to you and then they'll die. And the the skills for this sucker, we're looking at they're gonna be having wells and minions and marks and, and, and fear, of course. It's very much the warlock style play in WoW. So if you enjoy that, then you are more than likely going to absolutely love this uh, to the point of even where you can um, sacrifice your minions in order to gain bonuses or to deal extra damage or whatever i mean there's a video where the um the the minions are being sent out and then they are forced they're they're being exploded right as they get near the mobs and quite obviously they're doing a hell of a lot of damage that's what i'm playing for the folks in the audience now the the necromancer looks like it's going to be a very very fun class like i love playing warlock and wow and i know that you do as well vince so this looks like a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, like as you said, the Warlock is my favorite class, at least prior to Cataclysm and Warcraft. I'm thinking more Shaman down the road. But anyway, the thing that really kind of turned me off Guild Wars, I mean, when I first saw it, I'm like, hey, there's no monthly fee. If I don't play it that much, I'm not losing any money. But there was really no class that jumped out and grabbed me. Warrior, Ranger, uh whatever the hell else they had. I forget off the top of my head. Yeah. Even the Necromancer, which is a lot like the World of Warcraft Warlock, didn't really jump out and grab me. So that's really the main reason why I didn't even try out the game. Looking at this, I am a freaking Necromancer all the way. (laughs) And Joe, you actually were quite impressed with this as well. You were talking saying that this is going to be your class. 
It really, it honestly is. Out of everything that I've seen from Guild Wars, this one really speaks to me. But that's partially it's because in EverQuest, I played a warlock and I loved the versatility of the class. I love the fact that, sure, when I started out, I didn't have a lot of power. I was very weak. Um, but then as soon as I started getting things rolling, I wasn't allowed into cities because I was just rolling evil and death. You know, I had to sit outside and camp and send minions to go get things for me because I wasn't allowed myself into, into zones. And it was just fun. It had a fun flavor to it. You know, all this power and this tiny condensed little thing of evil. And I, I, I'm really liking this. I'm liking all the different things they have, like the bone minions and the putrid explosions, uh, the grasping death with the, the, the arms from the ground grabbing things, you know, the, the locust swarms just watching things get lit up with disease and like, you know, slowly fall over and die. Uh, the curse of doom marking things and just watching it like siphon black ichor all over them. It's just it's kind of awesome like that. And I, it just it looks full and flavorful. It's like. It's going to be a lot of fun to play. It doesn't look like it's going to be, you know, this straight, I'm going to click one button and do one attack and hit things with the sword. It's, no, I'm going to have different options of how I'm going to fucking kill you and steal your soul. I will devour your soul. And that's what really I like about this class. It's just, it's, it, I always like necromancers. I always like the idea of them. I had one in Diablo 2. Um, I had I had one in EverQuest, and I will damn sure have one in Guild Wars too. It is true, just like you're saying, that it is a class wherein you are really doing a lot of things. It strikes me very much uh, the same as playing an Affliction Warlock, and that's how I leveled my lock, and I had so much fun doing that as well. And when you're looking at some of their talents, like their life siphon, it's the same kind of thing as within WoW, wherein, I mean, you're ending your fights literally with a full health bar and mana, and it's fantastic. Um, it is, it, I, again, I can't get over just how much it, it, it resembles the WoW lock kind of thing, but that's actually something that I like. I'm, I'm interested to see what the spells are going to be and abilities in terms of the, the weapons that you're going to be using. Because, again, that has a lot to do with Guild Wars, too. The, the weapon that you're choosing to use has a big impact on whatever abilities you're going to be able to use as well. So I'm interested to see what that's going to mean for locks versus other other characters and whatnot and yes that noise as i said on twitter unfortunately my folks are well not uh, okay let me start over my <laughs> folks are over visiting we we really haven't seen a lot of them for for quite a while now they were able to make a trip over to see us however they both have a very very bad cold so they are harking up lungs it's it's very very loud and and snotty but uh so, yeah, that's what you're hearing. Sorry, folks. I'll edit out, out as much as I can, but that's there. There's no way around it. Those are your, those are your undead minions in the background. Yeah, basically, exactly. yeah. See? Yeah. But I, one thing I love about their version of the Necromancer is they've taken it to the next level. I mean, the Necromancer is a, a person who has circumvented death. They found ways to raise the dead. And we're seeing that with their whole life force uh, tertiary uh, statistic that they, they, they gain life force through their weapon attacks and through some skills, and that they can then spend that life force to leave their freaking body. Oh, yeah. Like wasn't talked, that awesome? <laughs> but, mm -hmm. like, like they talked about – like we talked about on previous episodes how every class has stuff they can do after they've been knocked out. And, oh, OK, swing your sword or teleport away. Fuck that. A necromancer can <laughs> enter their – 
death their death shroud state Say that and again. just mm-hmm. unleash hell even after they've been killed. The that thing, is perfect for a necromancer. The thing that I'm curious about is the way that they were talking, it sounds like that death shroud, those those death shroud abilities are going to be like damn near as powerful as your actual abilities. So literally, I could be grouped up with you, and I'm on a warrior or whatever. You die after the first half hour, and we keep playing for another half hour, and you're still dead. And we can still keep going at it, and you just have this different play style than before, which will be versatile and and keep you interested in the game because you'll basically have two different ways of playing the game. And you better be on your game prior to when you die, because the better you play before your death means the longer you can last after your death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, I'm very curious to see how it's going to turn out, because really, it sounds like a blast. Uh, let's move on from there to some StarCraft 2 news. The um, Joe, you've been really into these mods for StarCraft. <laughs> like, I would think, you know, the game came out <laughs> after how many freaking years i would want to be enjoying the game but no you're kind of into the mods for it right now well don't get me wrong i love the game i love the multiplayer aspect of it i love the storyline i've already beaten it i've gotten to go through it but what really i like about it is the ability that they give you to create essentially games within games within starcraft and this is something that blizzard hasn't done in a very long time and here we have a perfect example of how powerful the editing tools are they give you. Somebody recreated Metal Slug using nothing but the StarCraft II Galaxy Editor. Now, we're talking not just like, you know, little tiny things. We're talking a full side-scrolling adventure with weapons, with different types of boss fights, with different types of vehicles that you can get into. And It's just ridiculously awesome. And to show exactly how much one person can do to make such a unique thing inside of a game, another game, that's awesome. I'm 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 thoroughly impressed with just how much you can do. Not just create other multiplayer maps for people to download and play. You can create full things. Now, this reminds me in Warcraft three before World of Warcraft came out, there was a I, like, you know, behind the character third person adventure map that was produced for Warcraft three. It was huge. And you were allowed to go and adventure and level up and gain different abilities, kind of like you do in World of Warcraft. You know, they gave you that ability to make something like that when you're talking about different types of games. You can do more than just a regular tower defense. You know, tower defenses are awesome and nice. But how great is it to have a side scrolling adventure like Metal Slug just pop onto the screen? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to create a game within the same engine like we saw with uh, the super popular Defense of the Ancients game. I mean, it was still at its core Warcraft 3 to see Mm -hmm. something that is so vastly different from the game that that spawned it. That is nothing short of amazing. And see, and and it's just like, and it's the variety too, you know, okay? Like the first one, the map that you can download, it's at sc2mapster.com. It's one or two players. It uses the keyboard and mouse for controls. 
Um, it allows you to there's are avoidable missiles that you can you can dodge through with jump or crouch. Uh, it has different difficulty settings. Every time you beat the game, it unlocks cheats or weapons that you can then use on your next playthrough. As customizable keybinds has seven unique weapons in just the first map. Uh, has four missions that you can play, four different stages, two big boss fights, one of which is an awesome Thor battle. Um, that you it's you as a tiny marine versus the Thor essentially. Um, a derivable tank with five direction machine guns. Uh, you can fly a Viking and go into a dog fight. And there's a high scoreboard. I mean, just like the old arcade system. I don't care. You, you should because it, it's it's an awesome <laughs> system. Even if you don't care about this particular game, you really have to give it up for somebody who took this much time, as much time as they spent developing this freaking map. That means they weren't playing StarCraft. Exactly. And this is I mean, and it's huge, too. I mean. And the details and the stuff they put in there, it's just amazing to see how much was actually, you know, included in the editor that they can do. You know, I mean, I don't know if Roger wants to pop open the uh, the video for the uh, the pe- folks in the audience, but like it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous what you can do with this game. Yeah, no, I did watch the the videos for this, and and it is impressive. The thing that kills me though is that the freaking game just came out, and we're seeing a ton of mods. Four mm-hmm. already, and I'm thinking, shouldn't people just be excited that the game is finally here and just want that, to play that game? But no, it's like there's a ton of freaking mods as well. Now, that being said, that makes it a good value for its dollar, so I'll give you that, and um, and and that's good. But and and it is always good to see what people can do with mods because obviously they can come up with stuff quite often that's better than what the dev team can do, so yeah, it is most impressive. But Christ, I just want to be playing the game at this point. Well, that's see the part of the thing is that's the beauty of this style of game, and that's always been the beauty of the real time strategy games is how much power, how much they let you you get into. You know, like not only this, we're talking about just Metal Slug Two. There was a zombie third person shooter created for StarCraft Two. Okay, and we're talking the infested Terrans coming after you, and you're playing essentially the ghost model with different weapons trying to survive, and it's just. Those are cool little cookies. And yes, the game is awesome, but you beat the first play. You beat the campaign mode. Let's say you don't really want to play the multiplayer game. You're not really into, you know, battling randomly, trying to climb ladders. You just want to play with your friends. What else let's say you like Zerg. Or let's say you like Zerg and you're waiting for that campaign or you're waiting for the Protoss (laughs) campaign. All right. But let's say you don't really want to play multiplayer. This is this is for stuff like this is for people that have that preference. You know, these games are robust and it offers such a wide variety of things that you can do with it and that's what makes it really cool i mean yes the game just came out not too long ago and yes it was one of the highly most highly anticipated games of all time but eventually you get tired of going for achievements eventually you get tired of the campaign you know you beat it you beat it twice you go through the hard mode you're kind of done what else are you going to do and that's for those people that don't want to sit there and just wait for cues and get cheesed fair enough stupid freaking reaper rushes (laughs) okay Screw that map map hacks and desync hacks, bitches. You still haven't sent me that replay, punk. Yeah, I gotta send it to you. Remind me later. Anyways, did you hey, guys Joe, see this replay. thing? Shut up. <laughs> as long as Blizzard allows this to go through, that you're gonna be able to control part of StarCraft 2 from an iPhone or an iPad. Meh. Oh, I think that's awesome. I think we need I more of that. I think it's really cool, but it's just so so like open to abuse that they, they can't allow it. I think it's cool, especially on the iPad. iPhone, way too small the, to do it. But an iPad, I want to be able to prop my iPad beside me and just go. Doo, doo, 
do 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 and press the buttons and then have it do shit. That'd be awesome. Well, well not everybody has enough. Not everybody has that much of a hard on for their iPad. Just saying. I do. I'm not lying. Well, just the it's fact almost that you as have big to be as the running, iPad. that you have to be running a special app on your computer in order to use the iPad plugin, that that's that's just way too much of uh, a violation of the way the game is played. It's so much abuse possible. I don't see them allowing it too much. They should. Anyways, okay, let's move on from there then to some Portal 2 news because that is something that we're all excited about. Hell and yes. we've been hearing more about the competitive multiplayer. There was a video that came out wherein the one-up guys had a tour of Valve, which was awesome. Just walking around mm-hmm. Valve HQ. The, the highlight for me was actually seeing the hand of Left 4 Dead. And it's this perky blonde chick. But that's her hand on Left 4 Dead, the zombie hand. That's awesome. But it was very cool listening to them talking about why there isn't any online multiplayer in, or there's not going to be in Portal 2. And that's because they did try it. And basically, it was it turned into chaos. utter chaos words very, very fast. That was pretty cool. Well, you, you kind of got to expect that when you can sit there and like launch somebody at like, you know, super velocity speed into a wall, it's just mayhem is going to ensue. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't find a way, though, to make it so that it could happen. You know, there, there, there's there's got to be something. But because of the way that they did it with all of the obviously portals and then the objectives that it, it just turned into mass griefing. Nobody was interested in actually getting the it was like a warsong gulch basically nobody cared about actually doing what you're supposed to do so everybody's just in the middle making portals but it's too bad because if there was a way to make it happen the concepts are cool it could make for very interesting play style for multiplayer well they should introduce a game mode called clusterfuck mode where there's really no (laughs) objective it's just a playground of you to go in there and screw with other players but you have to figure eventually with that many portals and that much calculations going on eventually it would just crash your freaking system if i hop through 18 different portals before i hit the ground that's a lot of uh physics going on there all right moving on from there uh nothing really extravagant however it was interesting to read how sony is actually not i mean you hear all of the marketing blitz where they're trying to sell you on something and it's like oh it's going to be monstrous no sony's talking about the move and fully expecting that it's not going to have huge day one sales that is going to be word of mouth over time that is going to get people to want to play or to to buy one and then play the games i don't know are either of you actually planning on picking up a move on day one uh move no but uh just like yourself with your wife my girlfriend is very interested <laughs> in the connect for, for its non-gaming purposes but I, I, I got to say, it's nice that Sony is at least being realistic and realizing nobody buys a PlayStation for freaking motion control. If they really, really want motion control, first of all, they must be six years old. And second of all, they're going to buy a Wii instead. And it's going to take a while for their core audience to really buy into this motion control thing. As we saw at E3, I mean, the technology is really cool. It's far surpasses the Wii and what it's capable of. But you got to get people to buy into actually wanting to do it. And... Uh, even though, you know, they, they, they've kind of been bashing Microsoft over their uh, pricing of the Kinect, the, the move ain't cheap either, especially, nope. oh, no. oh, hey, oh, everybody already has an uh, has a eye toy because it was so popular. I don't know one freaking person that actually owns an eye toy. I mean, so, but 
at least they're being realistic. They're not hyping it up and they're not going to blame their, you know, let lower than expected profits next quarter on the failure of the move because of, you know, the media was totally against or whatever stupid shit they want to come up oh, with. Oh, the, the year's young. You never know. <laughs> it is Sony. I actually have an eye on my um, PS3. So, so we well, so know one person. We know one person. You know one. Okay. And, and Ginny in the audience says she has one too. So there. Um, but I picked mine up not to play the games, but to be able to do the video chats with actually, ironically, my folks, because I bought them a PS3 so that we could chat back and forth. Um, so that being said, though, that is because they're not that cheap either. So that's one less thing that I'll have to buy. So I am actually planning on picking up a move because it's not going to be as bad for me. That being said, I'm actually willing to just pick up the move and not the nunchuck, and screw that shit, I'll use a freaking controller if I have to, and and that'll be fine until such time as I feel the need to actually buy one. But I actually am excited over the move. Like, yeah, the wife wants the Kinect, and, and, and I'm sure that there'll be some games that I'll, I'll want to play with the Kinect, although right now I can't imagine one. But with the move, there are actually a couple of games that I really think, yeah, that actually would be a lot of fun. Like, I mean, the Wii... The, the motion control with the Wii wasn't supposed to just be a gimmick. It, 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 there, there are practical instances where it can work and put you more in the storyline so that you're having more fun kind of thing. It's just unfortunately most of the third party developers turned it into a gimmick and then it lost all credibility. And then on top of that, the, the unit itself just doesn't have that much processing power. So a lot of the games that are coming out they're not looking that great and they don't really they don't have as much as a 360 or ps3 game so now you've got your ps3 that has a crap load more power to it that can play amazing games and now you can have something that hopefully the third-party developers are going to turn into something that's you know realistically fun to use and not just a gimmick so kind of like again that sorcery game that's what i want to play done properly would be freaking awesome and if it has the power of the ps3 behind it where it's going to look amazing on my big screen that's what i want that's what i want to see i want to feel immersed in a story that yeah all right fine i'll wave my arm around it's not a big deal i don't have to jump around like a freaking fanatic like with the connect but i can wave my arms around and be a freaking harry potter dude and as long as it comes it has the power behind the game that it's it's deep and immersive like a game like uncharted if a decent gun type accessory does come out which i know there's going to be a whole bunch of them but something that's realistically good and gives you good access to all the buttons as well and stuff like that but if a good one comes out a game like uncharted played with one of those would be a blast i would actually really really enjoy that and 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 uncharted uncharted 2 is awesome in terms of how it looks and how it plays so i think the ps3 has more of an opportunity to make it work than with third-party developers than the Wii did yeah, until Ubisoft gets a hold of it, releases fourteen <laughs> and, and releases fourteen shovelware titles that each sell a million copies, and everybody jumps on that bandwagon and completely screws that. That's like Creed, the shuffleboard edition, <laughs> the horse riding special. Jump over the 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 whatever the fuck the fences. <laughs> oh man, I I don't know. I I like the fact that they're being realistic about it as well. Like Vince said, um, I, I'm not terribly like i want to play the sorcery game but that's 
pretty much where my my interest dies out at that point. Unless they have something really kick ass, I have a Wii. Well, you don't have a PS3. You're gonna be bumming Tart's one. Yes, and I will be. That's not fair for her. Now, I'm sure that Tart actually is probably excited as well about the move. I'm gonna be talking to her and finding out because she was talking about it in her feature that she wrote for Bow Down to Us, how she thought that the the move would actually allow female gamers to be involved. See, I just got an IM saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey Tart. But it is something that she had written da- written saying how the 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 we or sorry the the move is going to allow certain female gamers to feel like they are able to have fun within what is otherwise termed as hardcore games, as opposed to the Wii, which there's, there's no such thing as a hardcore game on the Wii. You know what I mean? <laughs> and still have fun. So I think that there's going to be a number of people that are actually going to be more excited about the move than the Kinect. I don't know. I really don't know that many people other than chicks that want to dance that are that excited about the Kinect. Well, Joe's a chick that wants to dance and he's pretty excited. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Yes. Sing and dance. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on from there. And the last bit of news that we were going to touch on is the announcement that Gran Turismo 5 is going to have an optional 10 gigabyte install. This is what I want to know. <laughs> Have we gotten to the point where, like, I'm all for games being awesome, but when a game needs a 10 gigabyte install on a console to be able to run smoothly, there's got to be some kind of design flaw there where it's not reading off the disk well enough. That's an insane install for a game. Yeah, it probably ties into their whole uh, premium model thing, which what was it? it was like 2% of the actual cars in the game have the premium models. If you ask yep. me, that's where it comes in. But yeah, really? Everybody was complaining when Splinter Cell, or not Splinter Cell, what the hell, uh, Metal Gear Solid Metal 4 Solid. had that mandatory install. And I don't even know how long that install is because I have the game, but I haven't played it yet because I'm still struggling through Uncharted. But that's a completely different story. <laughs> Moving right um, along. Yeah. Could, anywho. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> What gets me about it is the people that have like smaller memory systems, like wasn't it like a 20 gig model or something like that? Oh, yeah. First gen. Mine is a 60 gig. And even 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 60 gigs. Oh, yeah. Gigs is a lot. That's a lot, especially when you consider everything else that you're downloading, downloadable content for games, uh, save games, anything else you may have like, you know, downloaded like any PSN or PlayStation Network games that you would have downloaded. That all takes up space, you know, and uh, and I know me, 60 gigs doesn't last me a long time. I can only imagine how much like having that many games uh, is just going to completely bog it down and create problems, you know, and to, to see 10 gigabytes of that have to be dedicated, even if it's just textures and, and, and random stuff in the game, that's a lot of fucking memory. That's a lot of damn storage to dedicate to a game. And I mean, I can understand if you're a hardcore Gran Turismo, you know, person, you're like, fuck yeah, every other game sucks and you delete your hard drive clean and just to make room for the 10 gig. But I don't want to do that with my shit. I don't want to have to delete and make room for that. You know, and if I have a smaller system, I don't want to be forced to go buy a bigger upgrade. 
You well, know, the problem that's... with that is that, see, right now, uh, okay, see, I've got one of the original 60 gigs, and I ain't getting rid of that suck for nothing because it's got full backwards compatibility and everything. So it's been running fine, but it's been getting full now, especially I decided to give a shot to the PlayStation Plus. And in order to make the most of it and to justify the cost, I've been downloading everything. I get this for free, I'm taking it. I mean, this stupid Mushroom Wars game, take it anything i shouldn't say stupid actually my son loves that game but anything right now that they're giving away for free i'm taking it so i'm making the most of it um hard drive fills up pretty freaking fast with that now the thing is is that right now as it stands there is a problem with the firmware that you cannot properly update your hard drive and restore the backup so that you have all of your games and your, your trophies and all that crap so literally i have right now okay see i'm gonna I sound weird because I'm reaching out. <laughs> I have a hard drive on my desk. It is a 500 gigabyte laptop hard drive that I bought a month ago because it was on sale. And a buddy of mine picked one up and he said he was updating his PS3. So I said, cool, buy me one. It was under 100 bucks. Good to go. It's still in my... In the wrapper. Why is it in the wrapper? <laughs> because he tried to do his... And it failed miserably. He spent hours on the phone with Sony's tech support. He checked out all of the forums, found out that, yeah, no, there's a problem with the new firmware that it screws up when you try to update your hard drive. And with the new revisions to the hard drive, or to the firmware, which they kind of snuck through and didn't say they were making changes, it is still screwed up, so you still can't update your hard drive. So... I still have it. I can't update it. So I've got a 60 gig hard drive and Gran Turismo is coming out and it's 10 freaking gigs. I can't spare 10 gigs. I got I got freaking whole seasons of Battlestar Galactica on my PS3. You <laughs> developed a machine that people want to use as entertainment centers and not just to play games. And yet you're shit like this is happening that you're like screwed now it's like oh great and i actually i'm not a fanatic about gran turismo but god damn i love the series and i've got them all so i am looking forward to playing this so i'm hoping the shit that they fix the firmware before then so that i could put this goddamn hard drive for but for anybody else who doesn't feel like updating their hard drive that it's too big find a way to run off the goddamn disc i it's just too big yeah, I mean, look at it this way. Let's say on your computer you have a one terabyte hard drive. I mean, it's 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 kind of large, but fairly standard by current standards. Yep. And uh, let's say Terra comes out and requires a 120 gigabyte install. Uh, you possibly have room for it, but there's people with the older hard drives that are, let's say, you know, 320 gigs that are ass out. And yeah, on a computer, you can throwing a new hard drive no problem but like roger was just saying what what if the playstation you know what if your computer wouldn't recognize a second hard drive properly you're fucked for a game that you really want to play and let's face it when it comes to gran turismo that is one of the reasons to own a ps3 yeah yep. i don't give a fuck but there are tons of people out there that bought this ps3 ages ago when gran turismo 5 was supposed was first supposed to come out when they released prologue their basically $60 demo for Gran Turismo 5 three years ago the standard uh, PS3 console was what 60 gigs that ain't shit nowadays mm -hmm. yeah all right it's so we're going to actually wrap it up at that because we could go on bitching for a while but we actually have another podcast to record so we're going to leave it at that 
I'm going to have the podcast out probably on Wednesday, maybe Thursday. It's going to depend um, simply because I'm still catching up on all of our backlog of podcast episodes to get them ready. The site, bowdowntous.com, will be releasing on the 1st of September. Don't... Uh, don't, don't make any plans for that day. Come and check us out. Leave a whole bunch of comments. Join the forums and chit-chat with us. It's going to be a blast. And like I said, I'm going to try to get the, the, the this episode out as soon as possible. But that being said, I'm catching up on old ones. So it might take a while. And it will take a while to show up on iTunes. Because those bastards are freaking slow. I want to work for Apple so that I don't have to actually work. With that said, we're going to leave it at that. And we will talk to you guys next week. I hear you now. <laughs> I'd rather not. Oh, Joe's not I even do. there. Joe? Bastard. Hey, Okay, we can hear that after. <laughs> I was editing our, um, the first comic one today. Ah, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> you were so lost in that one. I just steamrolled you throughout that whole thing. Well, I hadn't read a single one of them. Oh, sorry, Dan. Hello. <laughs> sorry, Dan. No podcasting for you tonight. He was yeah, all excited. bring him on. <laughs> well, we may. But nobody has... <laughs> nobody is... Getting uh... his headset out and everything. Yeah. He was like a little kid at Christmas. This is my chance. Yay. My chance to break out. I can out. shine. I can be the next Vince. <laughs> he ain't staying around forever. <laughs> Just to spite you, I'm going to hang around for every single episode. Until you die. <laughs> of wow. boredom from having you on the show. Oh. Can I prepare my beverages here? Bridges. <laughs> he doesn't want to get up. I'm gonna have so many damn shirts to wear come BlizzCon. The only one that should matter is the one from me. <laughs> you shouldn't be seen in any other. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Just so that I'm clear here. Priorities, lad. Priorities. <sighs> oh, really? We're keeping you up? Sorry. <laughs> I was going to play the outtakes for the comic podcast one. They're not very long, but it's very funny because I'm awesome. no, it's very funny because you're giving me crap saying, I don't know if you're going to be able to last the show without swearing. And you're the one that swore in it. I had to get a, a bicycle horn that to, to cover the swear at the end. The irony made it oh so funny. Yeah. Or how about episode two where I completely blew the intro? Well, that's going to be in the outtakes for episode two. Trust me. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> Man, you could play me as the Powerpuff Girls and kick my ass tonight. <laughs> Hold on, I'm thinking. I heard that. Hold on, I'm thinking that. There's going to be some I other games. that one in. Yeah. You should have waited until I started talking then. <laughs> I'm not that good, man. You didn't tell me what we're doing on uh, tomorrow. On, on tomorrow. No, not on tomorrow. No, on oh, Jesus Christ. On uh, Wednesday. Yeah, How much I you get to get drink it. so far? So, yeah, some guy stopped by and really messed with Some guy stopped by. Okay, yeah. well, now we know. Yeah, he, he said he was a captain or something. 
get the Jeopardy music ready? Ouch. <laughs> the hell, dude? The You know what? The only Jeopardy music... God damn it. <laughs> fruit fly flying around me. And the only... <laughs> back to today's episode. Um, like, off to the races. So it was like, holy crap. Okay, <laughs> no slowing down here. Somebody's got to pee. Rush that podcast through. You had me on a time limit, man. <laughs> Apparently, I talk too much. Been told to shut up. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, we're doing an episode just for stuff that you like, but you're talking too much. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> nice. Nice. I can't wait till Joe takes this one over. <laughs> See how that goes. So hey, we're going to talk about Guild Wars. Roger, shut take up. a bathroom break. <laughs> yeah. Man. <laughs> Okay, 